I've stayed out of the buy a home, don't buy a home discourse online for a while. You know, those threads on social media. In fact, I think that I've very rarely commented on those social media threads because I have so many other personal finance conversations that I feel like having. But this week, I needed to share a recent experience that I had, some thoughts behind why home ownership keeps coming up as a way to build wealth, because it is, and the fact that in 2022 and beyond, we have so many other options to build wealth that we should consider that don't include home maintenance and HOA fees and checking out next door. You never asked, but I'm going to share that I own a tiny, awkward property here in Denver. The story of why I purchased it is a little woo-woo. At the time, I was planning on leaving my job and I'd worked at the university for five years and was really kind of considering that it was time to do something new. I was falling out of love with the role that I'd loved for so long. Then right before I planned on quitting, I had a strong feeling not to. It was really strange. I'll never not trust my gut. But basically, I was like, I was going to quit. I was going to quit. And then all of a sudden, I was like, I cannot quit. So instead, for reasons unbeknownst to me, I decided to buy a place. I'll never forget looking at all the different tiny properties that I was interested in with my realtor across the city of Denver. The property that I eventually ended up purchasing my realtor and I had to stand in line basically at the end of the block and wait for another couple and realtor who was who were viewing it ahead of me to kind of finish with their viewing. So we had to wait at the end of the block while they were doing their viewing. So it was really popular property. And I think because people were looking at it for an, an investment property for renter. It was small, cute, and needed some work, but it was perfect for my needs at the time. And I knew that it would make a fantastic rental if that was something I wanted to consider in the long run. I should also mention that when I decided to buy, I decided to borrow half, about half of what I qualified for. And I should mention the year, it was 2007. And the real estate market would implode in spectacular fashion shortly after I purchased my place. In fact, when I was making my buying decision, in the back of my head, I thought to myself, I need to be able to afford this mortgage if I were to work at Starbucks. And this was a really... This was a real consideration because I had worked at Starbucks years before and supported myself and my mom on Starbucks and student loan money. So my thought was, if the shit happened again, I need to be able to afford this if if something went wrong. And so that meant that the mortgage amount had to be really low. Weirdly, this consideration actually made it easier for me to go out on my own as an entrepreneur because I wasn't paying that much in mortgage expenses. Again, it was 2007 and the real estate market ended up imploding. We would hear stories of people losing their jobs, their homes, and other folks who needed to sell, but their homes were now like incredibly underwater. Basically, they were worth less than what was owed on the mortgage. It was a complete shit show. It was really scary. But I had bought so conservatively that I was okay. And even though I was super in debt, there was a mess that I was dealing with, I was okay. And my university job was pretty secure because education tends to do well during downturns. Over the years, my home has been, for the most part, a blessing. But in owning this property and being a part of the personal finance space, I've become very aware of the fact that owning a property is not for everyone is not the only way to build wealth and should be approached quite candidly with caution. 
Listen on as I share some hard lessons learned during my home ownership journey. I'm in the process of planning my 2023 travels for the first time in forever. I'm planning on going overseas. My plan so far is to go to Iceland, Puerto Rico, and Ecuador. I'll be using Travel Freely, which is a free app on the iOS and Android platform that helps users keep track of travel mileage rewards points and share details on the best mileage rewards cards on the market in the event that I decide to travel hack my way across the world. I'm not quite sure if I'm there yet. I am a proud affiliate of Travel Freely and love that you don't have to put any of your personal information into the app or sync your credit cards with the app in order to use the features. Definitely check out Travel Freely. I have a link in the show notes as well. week, I had a really bad headache. In fact, it was so bad that I lost my appetite and I was laying down for a while just to fight the nausea that I was feeling. A few hours later, I started hearing this weird noise. It sounded like a strange trickling noise and I couldn't place it. And it just, it seemed to be coming from my bathroom. So I decided to investigate. Sweet Lord above, several pinhole leaks had broken through the same freaking pipe and water was spraying everywhere. It was like Niagara Falls up in there. I raced to grab buckets, my trash can, anything that could capture all of the water raining down on me. Here's the worst part. It was around 10 p.m. on a Thursday evening. I began frantically calling 24-7 plumbers, but the weird thing was they were all booked. What the hell? I probably called eight companies before I finally found one that could send a plumber over. What was frustrating was that when the companies had availability, like those other companies, they were like, hey, we could come between 11 and 3 in the afternoon tomorrow. I'm like, bro, I have Niagara Falls coming into my, like coming down in my bathroom. I can't wait. My home would be destroyed by then. Fortunately, I found a reputable company and scheduled a plumber right away. Oh, but here's the thing. Before they could do that, they needed $150 cash money deposit. My place was flooding. There was no way I could wait to get this fixed. And there was no way to figure out if they were going to rip me off. Like I didn't have that ability to do that. This was an extreme emergency. So. I paid the money. About 30 minutes later, the plumber came over. So that was great. He came really quickly. He was super nice, told me what the problem was and the fact that the problem was a standard issue that he could fix that evening. Then he proceeded to tell me the price in addition to the $150 deposit. It was $830. Why so expensive? Well, apparently working with galvanized steel creates some kind of issue. I don't know if that's real or not. I just know that's what he told me but I was trapped between a a rock and a hard place. This was the only company that could get the work done. So again, I paid the money. Why do I bring this up? Plumbers require payment at time of service, period. If I didn't have a grand on hand at 10, 10 p.m., 11 p.m., it was around 11 when he arrived, 
I would be wading my way through Niagara Falls right now in my house. Everyone wants to talk about how how home ownership is a great way to build wealth. It is, it can be, but it depends on a number of things. Where you purchased your home. Do you live in a place where your home will maintain a significant amount of its value and build equity? How you purchased your home. Did you pay too much? Is your interest rate too high? Like there's a lot of factors into that. Or did you finance it in a way that would be financially detrimental to you? Timing. Sometimes you buy in a great place and you have an okay mortgage, but maybe the timing is just off for whatever reason and you don't build equity. It just is stable. As a black woman, I actually truly understand why encouraging black home ownership is so important. If you're able to buy a home wisely in a great neighborhood, hold and maintain it for a significant period of time, or um, sell it within two years in order to avoid capital gains taxes, it you know in the event that it's actually increased and there's equity that you can cash out, yes, it's possible to build wealth with a property. It's possible to build wealth with short-term rentals that you purchase in other cities. It's possible to do all these things. But I also think that we don't address the flip side to the home ownership conversation often enough. What if you have access to homes that are in areas that don't have significant appreciation over time? Like what happens if you live in a town where there is digital redlining redlining happening. In fact, the city of Chicago is an interesting example to share. Specifically, I think it was, was it Chase? Let me, let me check really quick. In fact, Chase Bank was recently called to task for its lending practices in the city of Chicago. They just don't lend money. They just don't do it to African-American borrowers. What if you're a victim of problematic lending practices or sign up for a home ownership program that seems too good to be true? Recently, a bank shared a new initiative. I'm not going to say the name of the bank because I don't want people to participate in it because I don't trust that it's on the up and up. And I'm not really convinced that it's going to really help people. So if you end up signing up for that program and five years from now, you're like, wow, like I've owned this home, but I, I have no equity and I'm paying this really high percentage rate. Is that really helpful to you? What if you unintentionally, unintentionally purchase badly because you just didn't understand the process, which I think happens more often than not. Maybe you don't have the money to maintain the property. And for a few years during the time I've owned my property, that has actually been the case. There were years where I just didn't have the money to, to put back into maintenance. And I think that that actually is something that is more common than people think and, and they're willing to discuss. Maybe you don't have money set aside for home emergencies or access to a credit card with a large enough limit to pay for those emergencies, such as the time when my water heater went out the week that my friends were arriving from Europe and staying in my place. I had friends coming into town, flying over from England, and we were going to go, we were going to stay at my place for a few days and then go up to the mountains for a ski vacation. And we we're going to be up there for 10 days, but they were going to be at my house for a few days before then. And my water heater broke. I couldn't have them up in the house without hot water. Are you kidding? So that literally was a $400 replacement before they came. Right now I'm doing the following. So COVID impacted a lot of the maintenance I would have done because I couldn't have people come into my home unless it was an extreme emergency. 
And also there was just a lot of like, we didn't know what was going on. Are you masked or, you know, like, will you wear a mask and respect my boundaries? Have you been vaccinated? Because I believe in that science. So there was just things that came up. So right now I'm remodeling my place and updating it. Thankfully it's really small, but despite that, here's what I'm doing right now. Changing my light fixtures. So I am not an electrician. It's not a hard thing to do, but I'm going to pay an electrician to do it properly. Buying a new refrigerator, stove, and washing machine. It's just at that point where these things just need to be updated. I've already updated my fridge, I want to say seven years ago, but now I think it's time to update the look and type of fridge. So I'm going to do all these things at once. This will be around $2,500 because the washing machine I'm looking at is a grand. It's a washing machine dryer combo to replace the upright that I have right now. There's the refrigerator again. I bought it several years ago and now it's time to update it. And I need, I would like the stove to match the new style of fridge. That's going to be like $2,500. I think it might be a little less because retailers have a lot of inventory on hand. So I'm kind of waiting to see if I can save money during the holidays on these purchases. I'm changing my shower fixture because it's really out of date. This is shockingly a major plumbing project, which I didn't know. And when the plumber was here last week working on the waterfall, I had them run a quote on that as well. And it was two grand to have that done. Yes, I plan on getting other bids, by the way. Replacing the plumbing in my bathroom to copper so that it's up to date. So right now the plumbing, the exposed pipes are galvanized steel. And I was like, oh shit, this probably will happen again. The likelihood uh, that uh, there might be another leak might happen again. What's, what's the price to just preemptively change these pipes? And they were like four grand. Now, um, to be honest, I'm going to have to, pay, I'm going to pay that. I'm going to probably within a year, just go ahead and suck it up and pay it and get it done. There are a couple of reasons why, but it's like, I might as well, because this will become an issue if I don't. And side note, the city of Denver is in the process of replacing our water mains if there's lead in them. So I actually, uh, the building that I live in, we got that done for free because the city was doing that replacement. So that was awesome. But if we'd had to, there's three units in my building. If we'd had to pay for that, that would have been thousands of thousands of dollars, probably exceeding what we have in our HOA account. There's some damage that I've noticed to my ceiling. So again, I need to have that worked on. So Again, I do want to point out that I waited to do a lot of this because of COVID. I didn't want people up in my house, but now it's way overdue and you can't let these things linger because it makes the damage worse over time. What if your personal situation changes and you need to change jobs quickly due to a toxic atmosphere layoff or have to help a family member out? And in order to do that, you have to move quickly but you own the home and then you have to unload it. It's like this whole thing. What if you have a medical condition that changes how you live your life? So maybe you own a certain type style of home, but because of your injury, you're no longer able to live in the house or it has to be changed in order to accommodate whatever injury or issue that you're dealing with. Home ownership is talked about so often in very general terms without reflecting on the nuances of someone's financial life and how life impacts a decision such as owning a home. I get it. It's a crazy time with people trying to normalize $2,000 or more a month rent. 
housing instability and the value of homes in certain markets makes purchasing a home sound good until it isn't as good a deal as it may seem. One thing that I have learned during my time in the personal finance space exploring topics around wealth is that there's more than one way to make money. Not everyone is going to end up with hundreds of thousands of dollars of equity from a property purchase. It's just not going to happen. I wish we would talk about building wealth through aggressively growing earned income, changing jobs thoughtfully. Yes, there's a downside, which is changing jobs can take mental energy and just the job search and whatever. I'm just really fascinated by the fact that we don't talk more about earning more over the course of one's career and how it can really change your financial trajectory investing over time. Investing is a proven strategy to build wealth, but the downside is it does take time. The rule of 72 takes a while to like kind of kick in, but once it does, wow, the upside is more time in the market equals it's better for you financially over time. Entrepreneurship. There are so many ways to make money as an entrepreneur. Downside to entrepreneurship, it's not easy. So none of these things are necessarily easy, but it's important to bring up like there are different options out there. People are making money as online content creators, selling digital courses, as Airbnb short-term rental host, even though if you want to make me do chores, that's not my ministry if I'm renting from you as a short-term rental whatever. People are making money owning coffee shops. I love coffee shops. It's like my favorite thing. In another life, I would own a coffee shop. Maybe I won't become filthy rich, but it would be a lot of joy for me. I I just feel like there's more than one way to do something. And we don't talk about that enough. I think because buying a home potentially has so many upsides that no one candidly talks about the downsides of being a homeowner. It's all on you financially, mentally, and also the cost of the time to take care of your home. If you don't want to mow the lawn, it's not for you. Or you need to hire someone to do it for you and that costs money. If you haven't figured it out by now, I personally don't believe home ownership is right for everyone. What are your thoughts? 